0: Friday, July 30th, 2021. ROC's Olympic successes mean absent Russia are more present than ever. Barney Rone in Tokyo, from The Guardian. We will rock you. Let's face it, the retro Cold War touches dripping away at the back of Tokyo 2020 were always likely to run hot at some point. In the end, it took a particularly ticklish men's backstroke 200 meter to turn the tap. The presence of 335 Russian Olympic Committee athletes at these Games has seemed to surprise those who had assumed the ban for state-sponsored doping might have restricted Russia's physical presence in some way. Or indeed, that Russia's athletes would have to compete in Japan as something other than Russia, beyond a few shifts in branding and a change of song. Except apparently not. Right now, it is hard to remember Games where Russia, who have been punished but feel no guilt and who technically aren't here at all, have seemed more insistently present. From the start, there has been something seductively slick about the staging of the Russian Olympic Committee, also known as ROC, also known as Russia, not Russia, and increasingly as just Russia. The first really high-profile ROC gold medal of the Games, the men's all-around team gymnastics, was greeted with scattered chants of Rossiya in the media hall, And beyond that, we will rock you, has been the battle cry, a phrase popularized by, among others, the rapper Tamati, best known for recording a song with the chorus, My Best Friend is President Putin, and now apparently official policy of the Russian Foreign Ministry. This week, a short film was released on social media showing ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova punching and kicking a martial arts dummy with the word press on it, before signing off with a Queen-derived We Will rocky riff. As the men's 200-meter backstroke gold medalist, Evgeny Rilov, took some questions from his British and American competitors on Friday morning, forced in his own victory press conference to deny he was a doper, it was possible already to hear the machinery of that Russian counter-thrust kicking into gear, the tireless bots of Russian Olympic swimming response Twitter firing up hashtag for completeness with the Hashtag, we will rock you brand. The insinuations from Rylov's fellow swimmers were unkind and, like it or not, unfounded. But that confused response is also a mark of how hard it has been for competing athletes to live in the shadow of this, not to mention a measure of the staggering mismanagement of this entire situation by the International Olympic Committee. Chuck in the colors on the podium... The non-flag in the emblem, the sight of officials and hangers-on wandering around with Russia-branded bits of kit, and a tendency for the Games PA to simply introduce the ROC team as Russia, and this has become a remarkable sporting PR coup, powered by that darkly humorous love of doublethink. As Colonel Corrin notes in Catch-22, to act boastfully about something we ought to be ashamed of, that's a trick that never seems to fail. Welcome to Tokyo 2020, where just being Russian is a kick right now. It will, of course, be tempting to see a kind of Bond-era black-and-white picture here. Systemic Russian chicanery versus the flawed but righteous transparency of the West. But there are some things worth remembering as the ROC's podium presence peaks at the midpoint of these games. First, it is worth recalling how we got here. The laugh-out-loud sporting gangsterism that led to Russia's current not-a-ban. The details of the Sochi-era cheating are still startling, from the hole in the wall of the doping lab with its late-night clean urine deliveries to the comical scratches on the sample bottles as Russian scientists force them open with sharp objects. Three years ago, on top of all this, the governing body of Russian athletics faked an alibi for an athlete who had missed a drugs test, leading to this strikingly lenient extra sanction. To repeat, this was the governing body. We will, indeed, rock you. And yet, there are, of course, shades of nuance even here. For a start, the tendency of Britain and the U.S. to present themselves as flawlessly clear-sighted, the ultimate guardians of sporting morality, will draw dark chuckles elsewhere. Would it be tactless to mention British cycling at this point? and the view the rest of the world takes of this metal factory. Bags of urine tossed at the Tour de France. What is the difference in principle, if not scale, a Russian might ask, between Russia's program and a national team cycling doctor found guilty of ordering sachets of testosterone? And by the way, how does the U.S. feel about Alberto Salazar's ban for doping? Russia may be guilty, shameless, and laughably bad at covering its tracks, but it doesn't hold a monopoly on the first of these things. Plus, the urge to attack and disparage individual Russian athletes is misguided. The ROC silver medal that kept Helen Glover and Polly Swan off the podium on Thursday has already led to a shrill response from opportunist politicians eager to trash whatever was left of the idea of British chivalry in defeat. What, in all seriousness, are these twenty something Russian athletes supposed to do here? Refuse to compete? Revolt against despotism? Beg for a harsher ban? The wider point is that Russia is not making a mockery of its ban, as the formulation would have it. The ban mocks itself. The current ruling is a pantomime, a matter of arguing over lettering of Tchaikovsky podium concessions, of guidance that forbids the name Russia on outfits, except, you know, if it's just an R. This is an act of mendacity and obfuscation, it has put athletes on all sides in a ludicrous, unsustainably awkward position. The real question is, what led us here? Why are we being subjected to this charade? What is the backstory to this leniency from the IOC via the Court of Arbitration for Sport? What information, what leverage, what mitigation are Thomas Back and his colleagues able to see that is not visible to the rest of us? Perhaps one day this will be clear. In the meantime, we have the current oddity, a games that has become, to some extent, a PR coup for the here-but-not-here Russian state. Perhaps, at this point, it is worth remembering the words of Vladimir Putin on being presented with the unvarnished details of Russia-doping transgressions. Sadly, now we see the politicization of sport, was Putin's response. A reply of such mind-boggling misdirection, it is impossible not to laugh. The picture may not be as clear as the usual flag-waving oppositions might have us believe, but these games have already given us a little too much laughter in the dark.